Welcome to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and today we are welcoming back a friend of the pod and a friend of mine, Hamilton Phillips, who's on staff at the University of Alabama, Hamilton. How you doing, buddy? T-Roll. What's going on, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be here with you. Yes, man. We You did such a good job last time. We had to bring you back on, and uh, yeah, I... I just always love just sitting down and, and chatting with you. So this is this is good for my soul. Um, last time we were on, excuse me, last time we had you on, we had you share a little bit about your background, um, where you went to school and stuff like that. Shout out West Georgia. Um, Go Wolves. That's where we met. And uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, you got a family, you got a wife and a couple kids. Tell us a little bit about your family before we get into today's topic. Yeah. So my wife is a beautiful woman named Brooklyn. Uh, we actually met through Campus Outreach at a thing called Summer Beach Project. Uh, so if, if you're considering going on that, you should do it. You might meet a beautiful woman there. Uh, so we, we met there. Uh, we've been married uh, coming up on six years, and we have two kids, uh, Deacon and Lottie. Uh, they're really cute, really funny. Uh, they're kind of a handful, but they're a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, they're awesome. Got a lot of really good stories from them. That's great, man. Um, how old is Deacon now? Man, his third birthday is in just a couple of weeks. Great. Great. That's so cool, man. Yeah, he is wild, wide open. Well, he's your son, so it's no surprise yes, there. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into our topic for today. We are actually talking about this whole idea of uh, Christian freedom. And really trying to put it in its proper context and define it properly. Um, let's do this. To start, would you kind of just describe or define maybe what is what Christian freedom is and also what it is not? It's a great question. So when we say this word freedom, in a Christian context, what we mean is Jesus has died for our sins. So if you look at any uh, world religion or teaching or even just philosophy, almost Everything is based off your performance. It's based off this ladder or this set of rules or this set of standards uh, to live up to. And, and as we know in Christianity, we get the same standard. We get this uh, this law. But the reality is, like, if you know yourself, you know anybody, nobody can live up to it. And what, what Christianity teaches is Jesus came, he lived the perfect life, and he died the death that we deserve. And, and the freedom we have now is that uh, my relationship with God, if you've, if you've repented and turned from your sins and you're following Jesus, uh, this freedom we have is not so much based off our performance, but based off what Jesus has done for us. Uh, I was talking to a guy a couple weeks ago. He's from New York. He's a hockey player. And I gave him this analogy. is we're, We live in Alabama, so hockey's not that big a deal, but roll with it. You can plug in your favorite sport, your favorite athlete, whatever it works. Is uh, I told him, I said, you know, if we, we're talking about freedom and talking about the gospel. And I told him, I said, imagine if uh, you were playing hockey. We'll, we'll use basketball. Most of our listeners will know basketball. Nobody from Alabama knows knows, <laughs> knows hockey. How shocked were you when you found out he played hockey? I wasn't, man. He was from New York. He was okay, super sure, cool. sure, yeah. He talked about playing on, like, frozen rivers and lakes yeah. up in New York. I was like, dude. It's a lot different down here. I was like, dude, I live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> uh, and so think about basketball. Imagine if you're a basketball player. You're on the team. And you snap both of your legs. Gosh, you, all right, yeah. You offer nothing to your team. You are useless. You're useless. Your your coach subs you out, and now your substitute is LeBron James or Michael Jordan or whoever you think the best basketball player is. It's MJ, if you're wondering. Um, but imagine this. 
now your performance is meaningless. It means nothing because MJ or LeBron or whoever subbed in for you, they're going to be the best player on the court no matter what. And what Jesus does, he substitutes himself for us. He says, I've, I have perfectly fulfilled everything you never could, and I've died the death you deserve. And now our freedom, it's not so much based off what we can do or what uh, we think we can live up to, but it's what Jesus has done for us. So now we have freedom to just go live life that we're going to blow it. We're going to fumble the ball. We're going to blow it many ways. And we can look and say, Jesus, I know you died for this. And I know you perfectly lived this out. And so we have freedom to say, I'm no longer under the slavery of I'm trying to uh, live up to some standard or some law or compare, even compare myself to other people. It's more, man, I have freedom to live trying to obey Jesus, but just knowing that I'm not going to be able to do it perfectly. He's done it perfectly. So I'd say that's what freedom is. Uh, I think in our culture, especially on the college campus, uh, we really uh, misuse this freedom. And what I mean by that, especially in... Christian circles is we think I have freedom because Jesus died for my sins. I've heard this many times before is Jesus died for my sins. Therefore, it doesn't really matter what I do. It doesn't really matter how I live. As long as I, you know, pray the right prayers, do the right things. uh, It doesn't really matter how I live my life. And I'd say that's opposite of what, what the gospel teaches. The gospel teaches Jesus died for our sins. We have this freedom but if you've really trusted and you're submitted and you're following Jesus, it changes your life. Mm-hmm. It says, now I have the freedom to sin. I can blow it, and Jesus died for it. But now if I'm really following him, I've trusted him, I'm obeying him, I want to obey him. I want to follow him. And, and I, one of my favorite verses is Romans 6, 1 and 2. And, and it's Paul. He asks this question. It's kind of a rhetorical question. And he says, uh, what shall we say then? It's a weird way to start a question back then. I guess that's the way you did it. What shall we say then? And he says, shall we continue to sin? So shall we just keep sinning so that we can experience more of God's grace? And he kind of leaves it that. And then he says, by no means. Mm-hmm. He says, no way. How can we who have died to sin continue to live in any longer? So I, I think a, a bad interpretation of what freedom is is just this, I can do whatever the heck I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, sin is uh, my, my relationship with Jesus is basically like a credit card with no limit that I can just swipe as many times as I want with my sin, and it doesn't really matter. No, our, our lives really matter now for following Jesus. We have freedom in what Jesus has done for us, but now we, we, we have this desire to obey him and follow him. And so freedom is not so much I can do whatever I want, but it's not, it's more so Jesus has died for me. He's he's lived out what I could never live up to. And now I have the freedom to obey him, to try to follow him. Right. I have the, the freedom that you are literally freed from the the chains of sin. That's it. And, and, the, and the slaves of – or the, the chains of sin, I like how you put that, uh, just some, some slavery connotations. We are either slaves to thinking we can be good enough – and, we, man, we try to live up to the standard. Uh, we, we think we can be good enough. And we, we, we're kind of in slavery to religion or just kind of this picture of I need to live up to some standard. Or we're in slavery to something else. It might be just crazy wild sin of just, man, I can't, I can't shake this. Man, I love going out to the bars and partying. I love hooking up with other people. I love doing these things. When you follow Jesus, you have freedom from those things. Man, I don't want those things anymore. 
I know they're not really going to satisfy my soul. I know only a relationship with Jesus will do that. And so now Amen. I really desire to follow him. And another great passage is, is Jesus in, in uh, I believe, in John 15, somewhere in there. And he just says, hey, if you love me, you're going to obey my commandments. Man, that's a great thing that Jesus tells us. He says, hey, if you really love me, man, you're going to want to obey me. Even though you have freedom that when you don't, I've died for that sin. Right. If you love me, you're going to want to do that. Uh, he, in, that same, in that same couple chapters in John, he gives this picture of, of a fruit with its tree. And this is one of my favorite analogies Jesus gives. And he says, hey, a, a good tree, a healthy tree, it bears fruit. You can go look at its at this tree, and you can see if it's healthy. If it's an, if it's, a, if it's a a healthy apple tree, you can go look if it's growing. Hey, it's it's bearing apples. It's growing apples on, on itself. It's free not to do those things. But if it doesn't, it's probably not a healthy apple tree. Hmm. And if I if I went to a, an unhealthy apple tree and just stapled some apples to it, it's like man. That's not a healthy apple tree. That's a that's a it's a phony. It's an imposture. It's not yeah. really healthy. It's not really growing. And I think with our relationship with God and relationship with Jesus, if we're really in a healthy place, it does not mean that we stop sinning. If you man, if you guys could follow me around for a day, if I wore a body cam, and you followed Hamilton around all day, you would just see me constantly blowing it. I'm getting angry at people cutting me off in traffic. I'm judging people. I get frustrated. I'm I'm a sinful person. But I have the freedom now that I know Jesus has died for this. I have the freedom to try to obey him. Amen. And I, I think our lives, if we're if you go to that tree analogy, if we're really healthy, if we're really living out of freedom to follow Jesus, man, our roots are so deep in him that now I want to obey him. If I look at the the fruit on the tree of my life, it should be bearing good things of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. And, and you could look at my life and say, man, that person's really following Jesus, even though I'm sinning all the time. It's kind of a weird dichotomy. It's a great, yeah. beautiful thing we it's get to It's a mystery, experience. right? It's a mystery. It's an awesome mystery that we get to enjoy. Yes, yes. Man, I'll never forget. I mean, I became a Christian my freshman year at West Georgia. Uh, back then would have been 2010. And... I mean, you're old. Yeah, I'm not that old, Hamilton. Uh, and even just thinking about my um, my growth in fighting certain sin struggles that I had, like things that used to completely overtake me um, before I was a Christian, and even to some degree, uh, functionally, the way they would still dominate my life, even as a young Christian. Mm. Like things, like for example, I was in many ways addicted to pornography. And in, in some sense, I uh, needed pornography both before I was a Christian and then even struggling with it in, my, in the younger years of being a Christian. Um, and by no means am I perfect in my, in my fight against lust, for example. Hmm. Um, but I'll never forget as, as time went on and as, as I was learning, I was in community, I was in discipleship, and I was learning from other men who were like, teaching me how to walk with God. I'll never forget what it did for me. Um, when I realized that, yeah, I could go to some website, I could go and look at some sort of inappropriate content, um, and yes, Jesus will still love me. God's He's still going to love me. He's not going to cast me out mm. if I do that. But the fact that that is true, that even if I did it, even if I went to some website in that moment, the fact that God would still love me, it gave me the energy to say, well, then why do I need this? 
why should Boom. I why should I turn to this if if he's if he's going to love me even if I even if I do it, it a proper motivation motivation wouldn't be to say okay well then I'm just going to go masturbate I'm just going to go look at porn I'm just going to go do it a proper motivation wouldn't be to say I'm just going to go do those things instead I would say okay if God's actually going to love me despite no, no matter what I do right now he is amazing that's that is literally how good grace is and I think in, if you have it in its proper context and you're understanding that it makes you want to fight sin more not live in sin I don't know if if, I, if you're tracking with me there, but that absolutely. I, I, this picture of grace is God freely forgiving us of our sins. He and it wasn't free for him; it cost him everything. He had to lose his son. Jesus had to die for these things. But now I think there's exactly what you said. There's almost a ditch on both sides of the road. Right. There's one side that would say it doesn't really understand grace. It thinks if I can just perform, if I can just kind of tough it out, do good then Jesus will accept me. God will love me more. And then the other side of the ditch is to say, my life doesn't really matter. Jesus paid it all. I can do whatever I want. And the beauty, the mystery, which you were talking about, this grace we live in, is knowing Jesus died. It's one of the best, one of my favorite verses I share with guys all the time is Romans 5, 8. It says, while we were still sinners, not once we got our crap together, not once we cleaned our lives up, right. but while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Man, that's, that is really good news. It wasn't once you cleaned yourself up. It's one, He died for us while we were still in the midst of sinning. And now, what Tyler just said, what T-Roll just said, is now when I really understand this grace God has shown me, now I have the freedom to say, I don't want these things anymore. Why do I want to think that this relationship that I know is toxic, if if this party that I know is going to be bad for me, if this idol of success I know it's not going to fulfill me, why do I want to run to it anymore? I'm right. free to say, Jesus, I want to follow you and try to obey you and love you and honor you. And I have the freedom to do that now. I'm not, I'm not enslaved to these other things anymore. That was a really good thought, Tyler. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, appreciate that. Let me ask you this, man. We're, we're going to wrap it up soon. But if, if I could ask maybe one or two more questions how 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 should a Christian who's listening, especially a college Christian, let's think of like you know a listener who is in school right now, um, how should they capitalize on their freedom in Christ to make the most? Excuse me, to make the best use of their time while they're still in school. Man, that's a great question. I, I think there's a whole reason I even work for Campus Outreach is I think college is the most strategic time of your life. You've got more freedom, and not what we're talking about, but just your time. time. Yeah. <laughs> man, you got more time than you'd be like, man, I'm super busy. I'm in, a, I'm in my fraternity or my sports team, and I've got class. But the reality is just you've got more freedom and time than you've ever had. And I think one of the best ways to use your freedom in Christ in college is, one, to let your life look different than, than the people around you. I, I think college – in the United States, especially where we are in our context, man, it's just a time where people just kind of let it rip. They let their lives roll. I talk to guys all the time who say, man, I'll worry about the whole spiritual thing once I'm out of college because I'm just going to I'm just gonna it tear up. it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to live it up for the next three or four years. So I think one of the greatest witnesses you could have in your life is, man, when you say, I have freedom in Christ, my life's going to look different. I'm not going to go certain places or do certain things, not because you're better than anyone else, but because, man, you've got a greater treasure in Christ than in anything else you've got in your life. 
So I think one of the best ways you can use your freedom is, one, to let your life look different. But I think, two, is, is to communicate that to other people and to say, man, I'm going to use this freedom in Christ to show people that the, the joy I have in Jesus is not because my life looks good, but it's the freedom that he has set me free from the slavery of all these other things. If it's pornography or relationships or alcoholism or anything else, if it's even the idol of just success, I have the freedom. I don't have to have my life together now because Jesus did. He lived it out perfectly. Now it's something in college you can live that out really practically in a way where you just say, man, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to love people really well. I'm going to let my life look different. And I'm not going to put pressure on myself. I, I, I read this, that the anxiety and, and stress levels of the average college student today in 2021, I think the statistics were in 2020, is on the same level, this is the average student, is someone that would have been clinically, they would have been in a clinic 50 or 60 years ago. And I really think a lot of this anxiety is because we're not, especially amongst Christian, and this anxiety and worry is we are not living out of the freedom we have in Christ. We're putting so much pressure on ourselves to perform and get it right. This man, I've got freedom now to live life and do it, and I might blow it. And I've got freedom in Christ that he is the greatest there ever was, and he died for my sins. And man, if, we, if, you really, if you're listening to this and you really believe that, and you're struggling with anxiety or worry or depression or anything else, Man, the freedom we have in Christ is to just enjoy Him. And our, the greatest, the chief end of man is to know God and enjoy Him. And I think just enjoying Jesus, saying, I enjoy Jesus more than anything else in this world, that's the greatest freedom we have. Yeah, that's so good, man. That's so good. And again, I, I really want to double down on the whole idea of you have so much time. Like, you really do have so much time to take advantage of your walk with God and make the most of it. While you're in school. So if you're listening and you're still in school, like, don't don't blow this time you have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't don't waste your college years. I, I'll say this. Life is going to get – if you're listening to this, you're a sophomore, junior, senior, freshman, wherever you're at, your life is the most wide open right now it's ever going to be. You don't know what, what the world holds for you in the future. Man, you've, you've got maybe 15 hours of class a week. You study a little bit. Maybe you're working a side job. You're in a – organization or a team or something like that, man, this freedom you have in college, with even with just with your schedule, is how can I use this freedom or this gift in college? If it's, man, you get three months off every summer to do whatever you want. Man, you get hours throughout the week where you're doing whatever. Guys are sitting in their rooms playing video games. They're doing whatever they want. How can I use this time really well to say, I'm going to live in the freedom Christ has given me, and I'm going to use the gift of college. College is a great thing. I love college. I work with college students. I've been working with college students for seven or eight years now. But how can I use this time really well while I'm in college to say, God, I'm going to use the gift of this freedom to honor you the best I can right now? Because I know coming down the road, guys, I can tell you, I'm 30. I've got, I'm married. i got two kids. Life gets busy. Life gets really full really quick. And now in co- I think about my college years of the hours I would spend uh, going up to the wreck and playing basketball, which is a great thing, uh, <laughs> playing video games, doing lots of different things. It's like, man, how can I really capitalize on this time in That's college right. to use it really well for the glory of God? That's right. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, listen, and, and I appreciate you coming back on and talking about uh, Christian freedom. 
being, we are free in Christ. And I really pray that anybody who is still listening at this point has been blessed by the conversation we had. So Hamilton, thanks again, man. We will, uh, yeah, bro. It was awesome, man. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. We'll, we'll for sure get you on another time. Um, Really love having you on. And, uh, yeah, thanks to our listeners, for everyone who is listening. We really appreciate you uh, checking out these podcasts. We want to encourage you, really ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. And if this if this particular episode or any episode has been a blessing to you, we would love to ask you to share a link to the podcast to some of your friends, some of the people in your Bible studies, in your discipleship groups, um, people who go to your church, people who go to the, the, the ministry meetings that you might be going to. Seriously, if it's blessed you in any way, please pass it along. Um, and, uh, yeah, that'd be great for, uh, uh, for us and for the, your friends who would also hear it. So um, in light of all that, for my friend Hamilton, this is T-Roll saying thank you again for listening. We will see you next time for another episode of the Campus Outreach Podcast. Take care. Thank you.